This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I know technically it's February 15th when this episode released, but I am recording it on Valentine's Day. And I hope you're having a great Valentine's Day and Valentine's Week with your family. I actually spent this morning, I have three three-year-olds, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, three three-year-olds. It's it's wild in the Hyde house. And I took all three of them out on a daddy-daughter Valentine's date. So we went over to our local grocery store that has the best donuts in town. We got some donuts, we got some flowers and some chocolates for mom. And then we went over to the dollar store and each of them got their own little mini balloon, which was just a whole lot of fun. So I hope you guys are having a great time during this Valentine season with either your wife or your spouse. Or, or if you're dating, boyfriend, girlfriend, or hey, maybe just you're having a great time with your kids or family at, uh, I, I don't know. Or hey, if you're by yourself, I don't want to say Happy Singles Awareness Day because that's 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 never good. That's that's not a good thing. But <laughs> either way, let's just move on because I can't undig a hole if I start digging it too deep. Quick reminder as we move forward, as of today, Tuesday, February 15th, you have 61 days until Easter Sunday. So I want to make sure all of your Easter stuff is ready to go. We have not talked anything about Easter, how to get your church ready for Easter. However, everything we talked about in the Christmas that, that, that five, six part Christmas uh, Christmas series, I guess we can call it, I almost said study, but no, it's it's not a study. It's a series. But everything that we talked about leading up to Christmas, um, let me pull some of those up here really quick. It's been a little bit since we've had those conversations about Easter, but the, the types of content you should be making for your Christmas season, how to use Facebook ads more correctly, creative and cheap print marketing ideas for your church, how to do Christmas follow-up, all of those conversations literally will also work for Easter. So if you are new to the podcast, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to those. We had those conversations in November and a little bit into December to get you guys ready for that. Or if you've been with me since the beginning, go back, refresh, rehash all of those things. But in the coming weeks, I'll let you guys know about some really cool Easter resources that you guys can get for completely free from both myself and other church media and church communications people down the road as we get a little bit closer to Easter. But today, we are going to be talking about the metaverse and should churches embrace this new media phenomenon. If you look around your city, you might start seeing uh, what they call VR arcades, virtual reality arcades, pop up all over town. In fact, right here in our city of South Bend, I can list at least four and I can take you directly to them. They are growing like crazy and they're making tons and tons and tons and tons of money. And maybe your city and your town and your community is like that as well, where you have these VR arcades popping up. And this is a new and fun, exciting technology that lets people actually feel like they are in a real life video game. We have one where you literally take roller coaster rides from roller coasters all across the world. We have one where it's more like actual racing. So you're not just sitting inside of a car like the old one back at Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I'm talking about? This is you actually have a full experience and you feel like you are actually in a car. There's a lot of escape rooms also in virtual reality places, which I think is super cool. And the most popular one is kind of like your Call of Duty. Um, when you come to zombies or first person shooters, where you actually have a gun and you're doing all these different activities. I've seen other ones where they're more of like a, um, not so much a first person shooter, but kind of like more like uh, a shooting abilities and target practice with VR arcades. But, 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 but either way, virtual reality is taking over the video game and arcade landscape and it's giving consumers an experience like never before. And virtual reality, though, is not a new concept. 
However, because of recent technology improvements, virtual reality is now able to be a common household experience where companies and game creators are able to create open spaces where people can step in, create an avatar, and experience a new way of life like never before. Like when I say avatar, literally think of the blue avatar people from Disney, which side note, that was my favorite ride at Disney World. Just saying, Pandora, they, they made a good experience there. But, but, but either way, but think of the blue avatar people from Disney, right? Just like the human took on the form of an avatar and lived in that reality, though his body stayed on earth, we are now able to sit in our homes, and enter into a whole new world and live a life that we never had dreamed of before. And just like companies and game creators are stepping into this new open digital world and space, churches are beginning to step into this virtual world as well with having worship services, small groups, and even having baptisms. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that, <laughs> that's totally okay. We're going to have fun with this episode and to learn about something that is called the metaverse, which is what people have created out of these virtual reality experiences. And before you sit there and you think, okay, the metaverse, that's just another new tech. It's going to go away. I want to let you know that this is already a multi-hundred billion dollar industry. In fact, Microsoft has poured billions of dollars into their tech. Different video game companies are spending billions of dollars in virtual reality and meta experience acquisitions. The metaverse is growing and it is growing fast. Now, if you have this question of, okay, so is virtual reality, because you know we talk about virtual reality a little bit, is that the same as the metaverse? And I want to make sure I connect the two, all right? Virtual reality is pretty much stepping into a experience or a game where you know, like you know you're like you're going into something to experience that thing. The metaverse, however, has the same style and the same effect where you're stepping into something. However, the metaverse is where a lot of people decide to live, not just go in and have an experience. So today, we're going to be talking about this metaverse virtual reality thing and ask the questions of should churches embrace this new medium phenomenon. But before we move on with that really quick, just like always, I always say this every single episode. So I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing me say this by now. So just go do it. And you don't have to hear me say it anymore. But if you're listening on Apple podcast, I would love it if you leave me a rating and review over on that platform. Or if you're listening to me over on Spotify, I would love for you to just give me a rating over there or whatever platform you're on. I would love for you to be able to share our content with another pastor or small church just like you who could use this resource. And if you do, whether you leave a review and rate on Apple, a rating on Spotify, or hey, even just share this episode, let me know so that way I could buy you a cup of coffee. Sounds good because I love coffee. I love sitting down people having conversations with coffee, and I feel like this is a conversation. So I want to buy you coffee for doing a little something for me. That sound good? Great. I'm going to take a quick drink of water, and we're going to get right back to it. Because it's a lot easier just to not <laughs> just to not edit it post. All right, so here's a question for you before we even begin, all right? We talked about it a little bit, but we need to ask the question, what is the metaverse? I went to, you know, just ask the question of what is the metaverse on Google? And, you know, I was bouncing around a whole bunch of different websites and even visiting some church websites of churches who have embraced the metaverse. And this quote comes directly from life.church when someone asked them the question of what is the metaverse and why is life church there? And here's the answer that they gave. The metaverse is an online world where people can socialize, work, 
and play. When you attend church in the metaverse, you're able to experience it in a way unlike any other digital platform. All the people you see are present with you at the same time in the service. You talk to them avatar to avatar and hear their real voices. You can even see their facial expressions and their body language. One-on-one digital conversations take on a whole new meaning to virtual reality. And then they say, to put it simply, the metaverse is an extraordinary, unmatched opportunity to connect with people around the world. And we hope that you'll join us at life.church. So at the beginning, they gave that really quick answer of the metaverse is an online world where people can socialize, work, and play. So in other words, think of, uh, here's the best way to think about it, like like the, the, the new world, right? When the Europeans came over to America, now we ain't going to talk about the ethical practice of what all happened, but just the fact that they called this area where we live now in America the new world because it was a world that they never experienced before, and they got to explore it, they got to chart it, they got to map it, and then create their own world out of it. And that's the exact same thing as the metaverse, kind of the same way as, uh, oh my goodness, what's the name of that one game? Um... Not, is it is it Minecraft? Yeah, Minecraft. Where Minecraft, you can step in this world, go on people's servers, and literally build your own houses and forts, and and you can battle off you know all these different things that can try to attack you, or you can just do these free play and free builds and all these really 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 cool experiences inside of Minecraft. The metaverse doesn't just let you build it on a phone; it actually lets you step inside and live in that reality. And if you're wondering how it went with Life Church stepping into the metaverse, just in case you're curious, just in case you're wondering, on their first weekend, which was uh, quite a bit ago, it actually is not necessarily a recent thing. I think they stepped into the metaverse uh, months ago, in, in, in all honesty. But on their first Sunday, Life Church saw 97 people attend with two people committing their lives to Jesus. That's pretty cool. Not going to lie. 97 people attended the very, very, very first weekend in the metaverse, and two people committed their life to Christ. And since then, I've kept up with this whole phenomenon. Life Church has actually created online um, metaverse campuses where you step into the campus, you actually feel like you're actually at one of their church campuses. It's unreal. I mean, I'm talking about the way the platform is built, the way the screens are laid out, the way the seats are. When you first walk through the building, the lobby even looks like it's something out of Life Church. You have greeters at the door. You have ushers that are trying to have conversations with people and get them to where they need to go. They actually literally have somebody standing at a welcome center or a welcome booth, whatever you want to call it. So that way, if people want to know more about, hey, how can I join a life group? What's life? Uh, what's Life Church all about? All these different things. You actually have real life volunteers working in the metaverse, which is honestly just absolutely unreal. But the metaverse, long story short, is a place where people can actually step in and live a life completely online, interacting with other real people, not just interacting with other people's avatars or their voices, but actually interacting with real people. So the next question then you might be asking, okay, is this metaverse thing even new? Like this metaverse, it seems new, but is it new? Fun fact, the term metaverse has actually been around since 1992. I was born in 1991, in case you're curious, and I'm 30. So this whole day idea of the metaverse is, you know, between 29 and 30 years old. But the show, the term has been around since 1992, but there have always been video games where you can create avatars and dive into an alternative universe where you can literally be whomever you want to be. 
In fact, I actually have a cousin of mine. Um, she she actually passed away a handful of years ago. Um, but she was one of those people that lived in the digital space back in the 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 early thousands. Since I mean, it's it's been a long time since she lived in this. So she had you know a normal job. She she had a normal life with with her parents. She lived with her parents, and you know she went to church. She did all those different things. But she would spend all of her free time and all of her time outside of work inside of this, whatever this type of video game is, where you literally can spend money, earn money, gain money, have jobs inside these games, build communities inside of it. In fact, she became so engrossed in this world that she these were her best friends to the point where she would fly overseas to Europe to meet her new friends in real life. So this idea of people stepping out of what we would call reality into these alternative technology or technological or media or whatever you want to call these universes now that we call it you know just the metaverse this has been around for a long time in fact this is not a new phenomenon it's just now finally a cheap phenomenon to be able to do because before in order to have these virtual reality experiences just like you would experience like if you went to navy pier and they had the shuttle over there or these games kind of like a chuck e cheese where you would sit inside like or, or or how about this you would sit like on the jet ski and you would feel like you're going back and forth and sometimes they'd spray air and water on you or if you were inside one of those star wars games where you were controlling the actual arms and whatnot you know this idea of being able to step in and use your body to experience something is not new but the way the metaverse is working right now is it's finally at a place where people can afford to cheaply use it. So here's another question, all right? Whenever a new technology comes out in church, people now ask the question of, is it, or should we be scared of the metaverse? In the same way that when the internet came out, churches were asking the question of, okay, is this internet going to be around here to stay for a long time? People are starting to ask that question about the metaverse. A, is it going to be around for a long time? And my answer to that question is, Yes, it will be around for a very long time. Now, it may not be as popular as what it is right now, but there will always be a large group of people who will be completely invested in the meta world. In the same way that a lot of music genres were mainstream, but now there's just like little tiny subcultures and subgroups like the punk pop rock phenomenons of the early thousands. That was mainstream at that time. It's not mainstream anymore, but there's still a large group of people who follow that music and love that music. The same will be the true of the metaverse. So here's the question of if it's going to be for around for a while, which I think it's going to be, should we be scared of it? And my answer to that question is both yes and no. No, because we're living in the era of technology, and as improvements grow, companies are looking for new ways to sell products, make money, but ultimately, like what they say, is to connect people digitally, like, you know, they never had before. And, you know, put aside games here for just a second, because that's what most people probably think of the metaverse of, oh, you can play games and have fun and do all these different things. No, 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 no. Companies want you to live your entire existence and even potentially make money and have jobs inside of the metaverse. And not even just in that area of being able to lifestyle do it, but companies are trying to replace FaceTime and Zoom calls with headsets and hand controllers. That's what Zuckerberg's goal with Oculus actually is, is so that way you can literally feel like you're there in person having these meetings. And this is where it gets a little scary and where your thought might be going as well. And you might be thinking the same way that I am, where you start to get a little nervous about people able to step into a reality that A, is not you know physically real, but B, emotionally isn't real because we've seen a lot of damage with people being able to hide behind cell phones and keyboard warriors and all that kind of stuff. Now you can step into and become whoever you want to be, which should scare us 
a little bit because as technology grows, the bigger the buffer comes between us and being a real human, which allows ourselves to hide who our true selves and hide behind a fake, uh, fake person, fake reality. So should we be scared of the metaverse? I don't think we need to be scared of it, in all honesty, but as pastors and as church leaders and as small churches, we need to understand that there will always be a group of people who will live in this metaverse, a place where they can change who they are and interact in a way where they finally feel comfortable in their own skin. We'll get back to that in just a second. Another question that you might be thinking of is, is the metaverse the future of the church? And again, the answer is both yes and no, because as technology increases, yeah, of course churches are going to want to step into the space. Churches will be able to reach new people like never ever before. There are many churches who are stepping into the metaverse, and I think they will continue to be in the metaverse for a very, 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 very long time and do it successfully. However, as a group of people who are looking for a way to change who they are and find authentic relationships, this is where the church should be able to step in and be the force that says, you don't need to be someone you're not You just need to understand who you are in Jesus. And churches can step into that world where just as the meta world grows, so does the world of authentic relationships and people craving for that. And so as people get more engrossed with the metaverse, another, and I think a larger group of people eventually, including right now, will be longing for human connection and authentic relationships, which this is where the beauty and the power of the small church comes in. So should small churches dive into the metaverse? My answer to this question is only if you as a pastor already are in the metaverse. Just like all technology, there's a massive learning curve. And rather than spend a lot of time and money to build a metaverse experience that, to be honest with you, is going to be poor and it's just not going to be helpful, we should be putting our money into places that will help people directly in our communities. Another question, should we hate on churches who dive into the metaverse? For sure, no. I mean, think about it this way, all right? If the gospel is being preached, why should we hate on the method by which it is preached? You know, it's I, I come out of the, the Baptist tradition and more importantly, the independent fundamental Baptist tradition where if anything goes against the quote-unquote, you know, old past, which I honestly just might offend somebody, but that's just not even, a, that's not a real thing. But, you know, if anything goes off the beaten path of old, old, good time, Bible thumping and preaching and door knocking and soul winning and all these different things, then it's just, it is not of God, it is of the devil. That's a load of crap. <laughs> just like you're going to people to reach people, the same way churches are trying to use the metaverse to go knock on people's digital doors to have those conversations with them. Now, should we hate on churches? No, because in the same way that the apostle Paul answered a question very similar, I think we can answer that question the same. You know, theoretically, someone asked the question of, hey, Paul, what should we do about people who preach the gospel out of envy, rivalry, and selfish ambition? You might recognize the passage, Philippians 1. In Philippians 1.18, Paul says this, what does it matter only that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is proclaimed? And in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. So should we hate on churches who dive into the metaverse like Life Church or these other churches, VR Church is another one? No, as long as Christ is being proclaimed, we should say, hey, you guys do you, you guys keep doing what you're gonna do. That just is not for 
us. So small church, what can we do to step into this gap? Here's what I see what's going to happen with this metaverse, all right? And this is not me not trying to prophesy or anything like that. This is just from what I see from sitting where I sit, living in the technological space, all right? As I see on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, people are looking for authentic community. And most often, a lot of people will turn to these digital platforms to find it. Why? Because it's easy. There's no accountability. It's not dirty. It's gross. In fact, people always say, well, what's that old joke where it's like ministry would be easy if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> Relationships would be easy if it wasn't for the people because so many people have been hurt by other people and they've been hurt by people in their own lives, family members, and honestly, a lot of people have experienced a lot of church hurt, not just church hurt as fact of he said this, she said this, but emotional hurt or even physical hurt or sadly, sexual harm has come their way because of the church. And us as small churches, we have the ability to step into that gap and say, you know what? I see that you guys are looking for authentic community it's going to be messy. <laughs> when you're working with people, it's always messy. But we want to create an experience and a place where you can find who you are, were created to be in Christ, because ultimately, we're all creations of God. You can figure out who you were called to be and created to be and how God wired you to act, function, and live inside of this world and inside of the church, and we can provide that home for you. Facebook can't do that, Insta can't do that, Livestream can't do that, and the Metaverse can't do that. Only real, authentic community can do that. And that's where us as small churches can step in. I want to encourage you guys, small churches, rather than step into this Metaverse world, use your time, resources, and energy to actually step into your community the people that are hurting, the people that need help. You can use Facebook ads to you know, have events and then actually advertise those events. You can use YouTube and Instagram to showcase people's stories and their testimonies about how they used to be this way, but now because of Jesus, there's this way. There's so many amazing ways that us as a really small church with no time, no budget, and let's just be honest, sometimes no people to pull this off. There's little things that we can do to step into our community, encourage our community and our people to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And some people believe that they can do that inside the metaverse. Some people just don't. So here's the last question that I want to talk about, right? So where should we go to learn more about the metaverse and the church. Carrie Newoff, you might have heard that name before from me or from other people like that. Uh, Leadlikeneverbefore.com is the easiest place to find him because spelling his last name is a joke. But Carrie <laughs> Newoff recently has done two interviews. One, which was, I love this interview with Craig Rochelle and Bobby Grinwald out of Life Church. Bobby Grinwald was the person and the thought behind the Version Bible app. And Craig Rochelle is the lead pastor of Life Church. And they had a great, great episode with, with them. And they also had one with DJ Soto of VR Church, one of the first churches in the virtual reality metaverse experience. And if you guys want to learn more about that and hear straight from the people who are in the metaverse, I encourage you to listen to both of those podcast episodes um, on Carrie's new off that show, one's episode uh, 470 and one's 471. If you can't remember the show, uh, the links to that, they will all be in the show notes. But I want to encourage you with this. I've already encouraged you once. I'm going to encourage you with it again. As technology grows, remember, people are looking for human reaction. That's why we talked about this two weeks ago. If your goal for 2022 is to humanize your church with your pictures and with your media. Just like the master gave a lot of talents or money to one servant and very few to another, but expected both to do the best with which they were given. So God expects you to do the best with what you have been given. So again, my question is, is small church pastor, small church leader, 
What has God given you? And are you using that to further grow the kingdom? And are you using the resources that you have to the best of your abilities? Just like always, I really love having these conversations with you guys every single week. But if you have a question that you would like for me to answer on the show or follow-up question in any one of these episodes, feel free to go to smallchurch.media. You can actually leave a comment on each individual episode there or just fill out the contact form. That is a very easy way to do it. Or just hit the show notes. You can find all my links to Instagram, Facebook, and my email. Just like always, next Tuesday, we're going to be coming out with another episode of the Small Church Media Podcast. In fact, that episode episode, I'm just going to let you know, is a workshop that I was able to do for the church communications, uh, church communications group, I guess the best way to do it. They also have a Facebook group, but churchcommunications.com. I was able to be one of their featured keynote, not, not keynote, I was not a keynote, I was a workshop speaker talking about how to both properly and effectively set up your church management software to do good follow-up in a way that people will actually want to engage with how you communicate to them. So come back next week for that conversation. Again, Apple Apple, I, uh, Apple Podcast, really quick, rating review, that'd be dope. Spotify, leave a rating, share the episode, let me know, and coffee will be on me. Sounds good? Awesome. <laughs> well, until next time, guys, take it easy. Have a happy Valentine's Day. Oh, and go Rams. Not really. I'm not a big NFL fan. I like Notre Dame. Notre Dame college football is great. How about that? Go Irish. (laughs) See you guys later. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.